Hello, and welcome to Season of the Bitch, the podcast that always wins the breakup. Today we have Zoe, Kellen, Laura, and Jules. So as spooky season continues, what is spookier than scarier than a breakup? Am I right? (laughs) We're spooked and scared. (laughs) I love you. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't make me laugh my back. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) What's spookier and scarier than a herniated disc? Than a herniated disc. Yeah. When it rains, it fucking pours. Am I right? (laughs) So (laughs) we're back with another installment of Revolutionary Romance. But this time we're talking about breakups. And as I briefly shared in last week's episode, that is partially because I have recently been going through one and also, as mentioned, recently had a herniated disc. So <laughs> I am thriving. Thriving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, especially right after the breakup, I was kind of seeking out breakup related content and like looking at like podcasts and movies and stuff because just the kind of like solidarity of like other people that have gone through breakups, like talking about it, like feels good for me. But a lot of it was like a very heteronormative and also just very like cliche advice, which I like don't really find mm-hmm. helpful when people are like, what you have to do is like become your own soulmate or like love your, I already like really love myself. That's like not the problem for me. I'm just like sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't find those things helpful, but that's why I thought it'd be fun to make our own breakup content um, oh, yeah. because I feel confident that we can do it better. And yeah, unfortunately, breakups are both very common and also very shitty to go through. So hopefully, even if this isn't like topical for you right now, this is something you can return to when these are things that you need to hear. Hell yeah. Although hopefully that day never comes for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Hopefully no one listening ever goes through a breakup again. Never again. <laughs> Unless um, you're in a terrible relationship. I was going to say, Sometimes breakups are very good and important. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes you need to, though. It just still is hard. Yeah. Um, But yeah, thank you so much to everyone who shared their stories and questions and advice with us. As always, we really appreciate and like are humbled by your vulnerability and the things that you're like willing to share with us. Yeah. And I just want to add to what Zoe's saying that like we had a lot of people write in like y'all are unwell. Um, (laughs) So sorry to hear that. Something is in the water. Um, But (laughs) we got a lot of content. So if you don't hear what you like wrote into us, like that doesn't mean that we didn't value it or anything. We're just like trying to get a representative sample. Like we may run out of time this episode and not get to you for that reason. Like Y'all had a lot to say. Unfortunately, we have a lot to say on this topic. So thank you to everybody who submitted, even if we don't bring up your stuff on the air today. This is making me laugh when we got like the Spotify information from Season of the Bitch. (laughs) Yes. And it was like telling us what our listeners also listen to. It's like exclusively like Phoebe Bridgers and Mitski. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Y'all are sad bitches. Yes. And so are we. That's why we vibe Mm -hmm. so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I thought we could start off by returning the vulnerability you shared with us and talk about some of our breakups. And uh, I'll go first um, because mine was one of the most recent. (laughs) 
Congratulations, Zoe. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, my breakup happened like about a month ago, maybe more. I don't know how to tell time at this point <laughs> in my life. Um, was it really a month ago? I think I it was, was like, it was two weeks ago in my brain. I'm like, it was either yesterday or five years ago. At this <laughs> I'm not sure. Like I've lived I feel a lifetime. That. I'm not doubting you. I was just, yeah. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, wow. I can't believe it's been that long. You no, know. Your heartbreak is so fresh to me. Aww, thank you. Yeah. I was texting my co-host pretty much daily, just being like, hello. I'm so sad. <laughs> um, and that's what you have to do sometimes after a breakup, but mm, big time. Yeah. Yes. So it was approximately one month ago. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the last two months of the relationship were like pretty difficult for me because the person I was dating had become very like hot and cold and how they felt in the relationship. And that was really affecting my anxiety and self-esteem. Mm. And it feels really shitty to be with someone who's like, not sure if they want to be with you or like, not sure if they're like, sure about the relationship essentially and like kind of is like stringing you along and I don't think that this person like intended to be stringing me along but that is what happened just Mm -hmm. by nature of these things um and like in that sense I think part of me had already kind of grieved and come to terms with the end of the relationship before it happened Mm -hmm. but like I just didn't really have it in me to be the one who ended it and that's kind of an ongoing issue for me I have been the one to end relationships but like I will go I feel like there's typically a rough part at the end of the relationship where like, I'm so hesitant to break up with Mm -hmm. someone. I think that's pretty common. Um, But I just like, don't want to be the one to do it. Yeah. But the anxiety of like, not knowing if it was going to end or like what the other person wanted was honestly a lot more difficult for me than like the actual breakup ended up Mm -hmm. being because just like, yeah, the anxiety of being like unsure for me was like so intense. And of course I was still sad and I cried for like, three days straight. Um, but I also felt relieved to kind of be like free from the intense anxiety and was able to like start working on healing myself. Whereas when I was trying to make the relationship still work, I was putting kind of a lot, maybe all of my energy into like catering to the other person Mm -hmm. instead of being like, this is like what I need right now. Um, and I think like post breakup, I was able to like see that more and be like, okay, I need to like do these things for me. Um, But one of the things I've really struggled with lately is like all of the reminders of that person, especially because since we had been dating, like since I moved to Chicago. And so there's just so many places and like things in my apartment and places we went together, like remind me of this person. Um, And that's been like, it's hard to like break those associations. And I wanted to share something that um, my friend, Janet, friend of the pod said, which was really helpful. And So yeah, we were obviously talking about breakups and she said that one of the really hard parts of breakups is learning how to unknow someone who you spend so much time and effort trying to know so well. And in the Mm -hmm. moment I immediately started sobbing and was like, I don't want to unknow them. Like, that's so sad Um, because it's hard to want to unknow someone who you like really care about and put all this effort into. But I also found that just kind of a like beautiful and um, poetic thing that's like really stuck with me through, through this process. I love that. I think that's really beautiful. It's really sad too, though. Honestly, I can see why you would just be like instantly like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't. Yeah. But I can, you know, you can. 
Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my little rambling about my own breakup. Um, yeah. Do other co-hosts want to share any breakup stories? Do we ever? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure. Oh, Oh, sure. (laughs) Um, hmm. Yes. Well, one of the things that I've noticed with many breakups is that they really show you a lot about the other person. (laughs) They really do. I don't know if everyone feels that way, but for me, that has been very, very true. Um, And for me, this has often confirmed that breaking up was exactly the thing that we Mm. needed to do. For example, one time I broke up with someone I was seeing and they almost immediately reached out to someone who was stalking and harassing me. Um, This was a tactic to try to get my attention, and it was really upsetting and gross. Like, this person who I loved wielded a piece of very vulnerable information I shared with them about, like, this person who had been harassing me for a very long time against me just to try to get me to connect with them again. Um, And that was just kind of my most recent breakup, so (laughs) I feel like... That was the one I, I mean, which, you know, at this point was basically a year ago, but uh, still is haunting me. The, oh my the, God, of the things that happened. Um, that was a haunting yeah. breakup for us all, really. I think it's safe to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for Laura the most, but. Yes. No. And, and we're all in it together here at Season of the Bit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. My last serious breakup was like, was interesting to say the least. Um, I wish y'all could see the face that Zoe just made. <laughs> um, you know, I definitely just had, like, spit out my, my spiked kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely had like mini breakups along the way. Like shout out to the girl I ended things with after she revealed she was a Zionist. Like never forget that one. But like the last serious breakup I went through was to the person that I was actually married to. I got married like pretty young um, and we ended that relationship and actually managed to stay close friends for about a year and a half afterwards. um, Thanks to therapy, therapy, the goat, and also like open communication about our needs and boundaries, which I felt like we were doing a pretty good job of. And I like really, truly believed that he and I would remain friends for the rest of our lives. Like, and you know, in hindsight, that was like maybe a little bit too optimistic. Like, you know, jokes on me because he stopped talking to me a month ago um, because I committed a cardinal sin. That sin is dating a man that wasn't him. Um, oh, boo. Yeah. Yikes. He was cool with me dating women after our breakup because like my queerness was a major part of why we ended things. I was like, you're a straight man and I can't do this anymore. Um, but yeah, he was literally like, okay, well, if you're fine being with men, then like you should be with me. Um, and like, no offense, I'm not okay. Just like quote unquote being with men writ large. Like I found a singular guy that I really like. Um, and so when I told my ex, fives, baby, Kinsey five, (laughs) 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 (laugh
Um, yeah. So when I told my ex I was dating this new guy, he literally was like, again, this is like a direct quote. This is the one thing that I can't stomach. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And we haven't talked since that so was like, um, yeah, like a month and a half ago. And this weekend is actually his birthday. And I had been really like going back and forth about reaching out to like, let him know I'm thinking about him, but I feel like ultimately like he set a boundary and I have to respect that. Um, it's going to be really weird not talking to him about that talking to him on that day but like you know like what can you do he doesn't want to talk to me like I have to respect that even if it's for absolutely bullshit bogus reason Mm. um but yeah breakups man Mm. that's a struggle because I feel like I could see him being bummed if you don't but also like bummed if you do so it feels like a trap Yeah. And like, just to dwell on this for one quick more second, like I would, if I did it, was going to reach out like a day or two in advance because like, I don't want to ruin the birthday, you know, Mm. just be like, Hey, I know your birthday's coming up. I just wanted to let you know, I'll be thinking about you. Like he's, he's turning 30, like it's a big birthday. Um, I know you don't want to talk or you said you didn't want to talk to me, so I won't be reaching out again, but I'm here if you like ever change your mind and like putting the ball permanently in his court. On the other hand, like I grew up with a dad that I'm estranged from and like was very firm with him that like, I didn't want him in my life. And he kept breaking that boundary like Mm. over and over and over again. And I like that hurt so bad. And I just like, don't want to be that person, you know? So yeah, I'm in a bit of a pickle. I should have written in and asked for y'all's advice about this. Um, But yeah, that's kind of, that's where I'm at right now. Do you want some advice? Yeah, hit me with it. I was like, I don't want to offer unsolicited advice. No, now I'm soliciting. I'm soliciting. (laughs) I'm leaning more towards the not. Yeah. Did he say like specifically he does not want you to text him or like contact him or something He just said he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. So loophole, not talking to him. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. I guess I'm just like, I feel like if you were to say something at the end, like, I don't know, like, don't feel free to not respond to this if you don't want to, or just something that makes it clear that it's like totally fine. If he Mm -hmm. just like, doesn't want to respond or engage with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I agree. It is hard. I think it's okay if you do that and say something like that, like one time, like obviously you're not going to keep doing it, but this is just also general advice for people. Like then don't keep being like, hi, just going to send this. You don't have to respond. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about Laura's situation with this when I said it, but because also just knowing this person and that he can be very stubborn. I feel like even if he wanted to talk to you again, he wouldn't reach out. And so like, if you do want contact with him, like maybe it would help yeah, to be like, hey, totally. I that do still care about man. you and would be down to talk, but like no need to respond if this is like yeah. not okay or crossing a boundary. So yeah. I think that's okay to do. It's just okay. like, you know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's hard because <sighs> there, yeah, like there will be times where someone is like clear, like, you know, never contact me again in any form. And then it's like, okay, great. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, to that follow, was very clear. But, like, <laughs> Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you all yeah. for your help with us. All of our other submissions will remain anonymous. But, um... Also, wait, can I, I have to say something else, but if you don't want this in, Laura can take it out. But because y'all went 
to couples therapy together for a mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. even regarding like ending the relationship. We, most like, of the time we were in couples therapy, we were already broken up. Yeah. And so honestly, his lack of communication skills around this, considering like all of the effort y'all put in, I also find very disappointing to say the least. Let me just say, we'll get into dating after breakups, but I highly, highly recommend dating somebody who has done the fucking work. Mm-hmm. Cannot it, emphasize yeah. this enough. <laughs> Makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. Agree. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to share a breakup story, but I, it's not like really a breakup story. I honestly haven't had a lot of like capital B breakups. I feel like I usually tend to be in more like, I don't know, like friends who hook up, friends with Mm -hmm. benefits, situationships, as the kids are calling it these days, um, (laughs) and like actual relationships. Yeah. Same, which is why I think when I do have an actual breakup, I'm so chaotic and I'm like, this is the worst that's ever happened. How do people do this all the time? (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is the worst. I mean, I think it's also like you know sometimes like I have an urge to not like label something because then I feel like it will hurt less if it ends but the truth Mm. is like sometimes it's just gonna hurt and it doesn't really matter if you were like we are dating yeah I'm like but but I don't know the one experience that I've had that I think came closest to like being broken up with was very rough Um, this was like really early in my dating experience in college and I was just like super super into this person and we dated and like hooked up for several months um and then they just like randomly one day just like completely ghosted me like stopped answering my texts um and like never you know like I reached out once or twice and then I was like yeah they're just like not gonna answer me um and I think like especially at that point in my life yeah it was it was so fucked up right I mean it's like weird because one of the hardest things about it was that it felt like I shouldn't be upset about it because they were like just showing like how little they cared about me. And so I was like, I should also like not care about them. But then it's like, obviously you can't turn that off. Um, But yeah, at the time I was like, did I like make this up that we were like dating? Like what? I was just like so confused. Um, But I don't know, like looking back on it, I really agree with what you were saying, Laura, about like, people showing you who they are in breakups um because I feel like this person really clearly showed me who they were in a way that I might not have seen if they had wanted to continue dating or seeing each other because there were like a few red flags in their communication and like the way that they were treating me that I kind of was like down to overlook because I was really into them um but I feel like the way that I got through it was like mostly just by getting high and crying a lot with my best friend (laughs) who was also my roommate at the time, um, which I highly recommend. I feel like, I don't know, she also gave me some good advice that kind of when you were talking um, about the advice your friend gave you. So it reminded me of this, just that like sometimes like parts of what you're missing about the person are like parts of yourself that you discovered when you were with Mm. them and like you don't have to lose those things you might just have to find new ways to like express them or new people to connect with um like in those interests Mm. um and like sometimes that person maybe was like filling some sort of need or desire that is not being met in other parts of your life and like sometimes that like you don't have to lose that and you can mm. find other ways to fill that. Um, which at the time I was like, 
it's never going to be the same. Like it's not going to be the same as it was with this person. Um, but I think it was like good to, to have that framework of like, I, I can keep these parts of myself that I liked about myself when I was with this person. Um, and it also took me a really long time to get over considering how brief the relationship was, or at least I felt that way at the time. Um, so I think if I could like, if I could have given advice to myself then, or like someone who's in a similar situation, I think it would just be, let it take as long as it takes. Like you're going to feel shitty for as long as you need to feel shitty about mm. this situation and it's going to suck. And then it's going to get better. And it's like, you can't really predict or like do that on a schedule. Um, I think sometimes it's easy to feel like you're going to feel that bad about it forever, mm. but you won't. And you just don't, I don't know. You don't know when it's going to like, turn and you'll start to like be able to let go of some of that um but I think it's important to like let yourself let yourself take the time that you need like you really can't rush it mm, this is literally the advice my therapist gave me today so oh Hell yes therapy backed <laughs> <laughs> therapist approved exactly <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so true and I think it it's very easy to minimize feelings and similarly like I wanted to share a little bit about rejection um, because it's not really a breakup, but it feels breakup adjacent because like maybe you're like, hey, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Like maybe you're hanging out with someone for a while and it feels like it's going in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And then when when, you know, like that topic is broached and you realize that, you know, you might be on a different page than that person like that can really hurt. But anytime someone rejects you or anytime you go through a breakup, I think it's really important to remember your own power. And I know that sounds like woo-woo and also like whatever, but like y'all are fucking powerful, we're fucking powerful, and yet we've all been destroyed by breakups and like these different things. And like I think remembering like critical parts of of yourself and even like taking a minute to write out everything you love about yourself um and these moments of rejection have the potential to kind of like fracture your self-worth um but i'll tell you right now that whoever it is isn't fucking worth it and um you're the one person that you for sure know that you'll have to deal with for the rest of your mm -hmm. life so remembering to value all that you are is really critical. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I took some time after my breakup to make a list of the reasons why I felt relieved or like should be relieved about the breakup. Not exactly the same as a risk of a list of reasons why I love myself. But again, that's like truly not a problem for me. Sorry to brag. <laughs> um, just like amongst my many issues, it's not one of them. So... <laughs> But one of the issues for me in the relationship was often feeling criticized by the other person, mm. which led to me not feeling mm. like I could fully be myself, um, at least around them. So I made a list of like these reasons to be relieved, including that. And it's been really helpful for me to like return to that and remember my own power, as Laura said. Um, and when I'm feeling like super down about it, I just look at that and I'm like, okay, these are things in the relationship that like weren't good for me. And mm -hmm. so I should be relieved that like that no longer has to be something that I'm dealing with. And yeah, I'm also just very into like uh, the Phoenix. 
iconography, as I mentioned last week too, I just love the idea of like rising from the ashes and being the most powerful Phoenix of yourself. Love that. And yeah, I thought next we could share some of the breakup stories that were sent into us. Does anyone want to read this first one? I can read this one. So a few years back, I had a really awful breakup that left me feeling like an absolute crazy person. The guy I had been dating for nearly a year dumped me because my mental health struggles were too hard for him. The best thing I did for myself was going on a dating slash hookup hiatus, going to the monastery, as one of my friends called it. (laughs) I learned how to date myself again. I started reading for fun again. And I finally broke out of a really toxic cycle of seeking validation from romantic slash sexual partners that I had been in for years and never even realized it. And all of my friendships improved too. So I guess my hot breakup tip is date the hell out of yourself and rediscover the joy of your own company. Oh, I love this. This is so good to hear. And like, I do think that once you exit the monastery, it sets you up to be in like a better place for your next relationship. If you can find those ways to get internal validation, like you're going to be way more securely attached if you're not deriving your self-worth from your partner or your hookups. And it also means the next breakup, like probably won't be quite as hard. Yeah, if you experience true. a n- next breakup. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I feel like you can definitely, like, I don't know. I think I've learned something from every, like, breakup or, like, relationship oh, yeah. ending that's happened. And then it's like, at least I'm not going to repeat those mistakes, you know? <laughs> Probably. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every, like, new relationship I have, there's, like, something that I'm, like, correcting or overcorrecting from the last one, but I haven't gotten to the point yeah. where then there's not like this new big issue being presented. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, okay, so I'm not doing like the same old issues, but now there's like this other thing. But you know, I literally we learn, we grow. Like <laughs> this might be too much information. Uh but the last like I when I wanted to go on a hiatus and I didn't trust myself to actually go on a hiatus. I went ahead and got my nipples pierced because uh, <laughs> I knew that I wasn't going to want anyone to touch them until they were fully healed, which takes like six to eight months. Um, and let me tell you, it's, it's worked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. That's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that. because fully TMI, I also have my nipples pierced and you are supposed to wait that long, but um <laughs> I definitely didn't. (laughs) I love that, though. And as long as you wash them after, it's fine. (laughs) Yes. Zoe also did tell me that, but I... I still support your reasoning. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I wasn't able to do that. (laughs) I waited, like, at least one month, so they weren't, like, fresh. But anyway, it's fine. They've they've been in for, like, five years now, and they're fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I can read the next one says I've had messy, painful breakups and soft, gentle ones and complicated. Were we even dating ones? And always, always, always the best way through them for me has been to push aside whatever self-sufficiency bullshit the world shoved down my throat and let my friends help me when they know I need it. Surround yourself with good people and they'll remind you of what you need to heal. Yes. Oh, I was going to put this in my advice because we have that section later, but um. Surrounding yourself with people who validate and see the true you is critical. Um, And that often is friendships. And also, after I went through a massive breakup, um, I was with someone for almost six years, I realized because that 
breakup it destroyed me um (laughs) uh that friendships are a thing that don't end unless something really fucked up happens but like you know typically it's something that doesn't end and so prioritizing your platonic relationships just as much if not more than romantic relationships feels like really critical to keeping yourself grounded um And also just having friends who are down to, like, watch movies with you. Like, even if you're in a different city, you can simultaneously stream stuff and text. And, like, generally spend time with you where you can get your mind off things is really important. Yeah, I think being, like, really intentional about this, too, can be great. Like, when I moved out after my aforementioned big breakup, um, I had one friend, just as an example, where we had a standing, like, Zoom happy hour every other Thursday night. And, like... You know, it's not that we couldn't or didn't talk more frequently than that, but it was reassuring to have something specific on my calendar with that person who's one of my closest friends every two weeks and helps me stay sort of grounded, I guess, in like this very disorienting time. Um, Also, don't recommend breaking up with the person you're living with a mere three weeks before a global pandemic launches, by the way. Not a fun experience. That Um, is great advice. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Just be on the lookout for the next <laughs> pandemic when you feel like it's coming. Maybe don't break up right then or do break up because then you're stuck together in a pandemic hard to say um maybe just like try to beat the pandemic you know um (laughs) I don't know just thinking out loud the other thing I was gonna say which I was thinking about when Jules was talking about like hanging out with their friend and just getting high and crying I have a similar thing that I did with a friend in college that was super healing um and this friend I had dinner with her last night she's visiting New York right now but she lives in London so I don't get to see her that much but when we lived together if one of us went through a breakup or like a rejection or whatever, the two of us would get together, we would get cheese and wine and blast Adele and sing it and just cry together and just like shove cheese in our mouths and be like, like Like, with our mouths full of cheese. Oh my God. It was so healing. So also highly recommend that kind of thing as well. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm stealing that next time I need it. (laughs) Yeah. I also, I don't know. I feel like I agree with what this person was saying. Like a lot of times after romantic situations I've been in have ended, it's just kind of feels like a good time to like take stock and like devote more time to friendships and think about like, how was I when I was in that relationship? Um, This is just for me personally, but I think like often when I've realized that I'm neglecting like other relationships or friendships in my life because of someone I'm seeing, it's like a sign that that person I'm dating isn't really a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like value the platonic relationships in my life and like do see them as being as important as romantic relationships. And I think sometimes like when that piece of things isn't a fit, that's like it's sort of like an early sign that things might not work out. Um, but anyway, that sometimes means that there is kind of this silver lining in a breakup where like, I get to spend a bunch of time with my best friends. And then if I realize like, oh, that situation was actually like keeping me from spending as much time as I wanted with the people that I love, like maybe it is actually for the best that it ended, um, at least in that way. Um, I also feel like I don't, I really can't like talk about this now because it's too recent, but the most recent like breakup that I went through actually was like a friend breakup. Um, Mm. And so I feel like we have to talk about that at some point, but it's like, Mm. it's actually like too recent. So I I can't say anything about it right now. Oh yeah. 
Maybe on breakups part two, we'll talk about friend breakups because I have thoughts. I've, (laughs) I've been through them. As someone that like, is like, hits a point where I'm like, snap, snap, you're out of my life. I also have things to say. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, come back for the fireside energy. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just also wanted to add that like talking to my friends, including the coven has been super important for me always, but especially post breakup. And I also talked to one of my best friends on the phone, Janet, who I mentioned in the beginning, like almost every night following the breakup to help me go to sleep. And like, she was dealing with shit that week um, with work. So it was like nice because she would kind of distract me by telling me about like the things she was going through. And it was nice that we had very like different, I feel like we were able to distract each other by talking about what we were going through because we had very like different issues happening. So it wasn't like I don't know. We've also actually my last breakup, Janet and I went through breakups around the same time. And then we also were like talking all the time. So, you know, sometimes you just have like synced moods with your friends. But anyway, those calls were like super important. And I also had several friends who like Venmoed me or like sent me money to get food, which is really helpful because I tend to struggle with like just like making food and like having energy to do that when I'm really sad. And I know as like the original person who wrote this and said like it can be really hard to reach out to people when you're feeling low but people who care about you generally like want to be there for you and like when someone comes to me when they're sad I always feel like I mean obviously sad for them but it also feels good that like oh this person trusts me and is coming to me with this and like I'm happy to be there for them Mm -hmm. and it just has really helped me like feel cared about and realize how many people in my life love me And that's really what you need after a breakup is to be like, but there's all these other people who like love me and I'll get through it. Yeah. I just, I was laughing because this one starts out, this isn't really an interesting story. (laughs) That's a great opening line. We had a lot that came in where the first line is like, sorry, this is long or like, this isn't that fun. And I was like, it's okay. Everyone, I want to hear from you. Yeah. I feel like they had their reasons for sharing it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So this isn't really an interesting story, but my last breakup ended up being really good for me, even though it wasn't my choice and it was V-SAD at the time. It gave me an opportunity to think much more about who I am and what I want. And I found a new partner who was much more aligned with that. Again, nothing earth shattering, but I think keeping that perspective can be helpful. Uh, yes. <laughs> I... This is maybe a weird thing to think about, but I like remembering that you lived a whole life before Mm -hmm. your partner that had joy and beauty in it. And so grounding yourself in what brings you happiness and what you want in your life can be so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, Laura. And I also just like really feel what this person is saying. Like breakups are, I think, really good opportunities to reflect on the compromises you've been making in a relationship and whether they're ones that you would want to make again. Like for me, my last big breakup was really devastating. And there were times when I was literally like, I will never be happy again. Um, But then I learned how to be happy by myself. And then I found somebody who like makes me even happier. To the point where um, a lot of my friends, including people on this call, have been like, you seem such so much more yourself now than you ever did with your ex, uh, which is really cool. And um, a big one of those like compromises that I was thinking of um, that I had to make in my last relationship, which in hindsight seems like really not okay, was like fully embracing my queerness. Like the man that I was married to definitely wasn't, it wasn't that he was homophobic or anything like that, but he was very uncomfortable with the idea that I might be attracted to anybody that wasn't him, regardless of gender. And obviously a big part. And he still is. 
<laughs> but like you know like a big part of being queer is like being into people that weren't him um and that was just like basically something we couldn't touch and couldn't talk about because it made him so uncomfortable and like as I've talked about before on this podcast like I'm dating a man now who's queer too and like not only can I talk about my queerness with him but like he's somebody who's like hey I know you're obsessed with Ana Darmas. want to go see that James Bond movie she's in together and I'm like hell fucking yeah and and that makes like such a huge fucking difference like I can't even can't even say and I know that I've gone on a tangent here but I just want to agree like wholeheartedly with this listener even when it feels like you'll never find somebody as good as the person you were with, the good news is that like, actually, you know, you can find someone who fits you just as well, maybe in a different way, or even somebody who fits you better, you know? So true. That's great. I really love hearing that. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I can read the next one it says my last ex broke up with me, taking me to dinner the night I flew home from my grandma's funeral. We were... <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but this, this is, is so kind of fucked funny. up. <laughs> they were a libertarian techie, super into crypto and Elon Musk. So really, I should have dipped earlier, but that's life. I got really into hiking, Fleet Foxes, and DSA to deal with that one. LMAO. <laughs> the LMAO is from the original poster. I didn't add that. But also <laughs> from me, LMAO. Yes, yes. No, <laughs> this person sucks. You're you're be- way better off without them. Like the fuck sometimes everyone can see the red flags except for the person who needs to see them the most you know but (laughs) you get there eventually oh wow so that is so true (laughs) (laughs) florida did you hear that one yeah i was like oh yes (laughs) Hmm. love to have uh just a slew of toxic people who don't want to deal with their shit come into my life but you know they're gone now so it's okay anyway I can read this next one. Um, (laughs) I had someone start breaking up with me over text, then ghost me mid-breakup, LOL. Similarly, the (laughs) LOL was them, not us, but also what the fuck. (laughs) I also added LOL. It's also us. Um, I just like this really has one up on my story. Like getting ghosted during the breakup is really next level. Um, (laughs) Well, like at that point, why did you start the breakup? Not you, person who wrote in. You at the person who was right, doing right. the breaking up. It's just, yeah, I don't can't even can't even begin to understand what was happening there. It, but if it makes this person feel any better, I did have a breakup where like I was talking to my like the person who I was seeing, and I was like, okay, we need to have like a conversation in person. And we like made a plan and had a time and they did not show up for that conversation. Oh my God. Because they knew that like it was. This is the same curse breakup that was brought up earlier in the episode. Yes, it is. Correct? Yes, correct. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> same person. And, Just to be clear for the listeners at Yeah. Home. And uh, when I was like, where are you? What's happening? They were like, well, I know it's over, so I'm I'm not coming. And I mean like, okay, fine. But like... <laughs> I can't. I just can't believe that. I like. I, I know you're breaking up God. with me, so I'm not going to show up for this. Yeah, so I mean, like, I was trying to like do the right thing and like be in person and like talk about it, like Ooh. adults or whatever. I don't know, but it like you know sometimes yeah that's not possible. 
Yeah, I actually, I do want to say when I got ghosted to make myself feel better, I read this article that was like the worst like ghostings that have ever happened. <laughs> I think it was probably like Vice or something. Um, I'll have to see if I can find it. But some of them were like, we were like together for eight years and then we were going on vacation and they just like didn't show up to the vacation or oh something. Like God. there were some really wild ones where I was like, okay, it wasn't just me. Like this has happened to other people <laughs> in much more horrifying ways. So that did make me feel better. Oh my God. As a palate cleanser, we have this one, which I thought was super sweet. My best breakup ever. After dating for a few years, my partner and I walked in the pride parade in parentheses, ugh. I, you know, there are problems with the pride parade, but there's nothing wrong with walking in it. I just got to say, don't beat yourself up about it. Anyway, with the union I organized with, and after unpacking the float at the labor temple, she and I went across the street for a sandwich. Unexpectedly for both of us, as we sat there, she out of nowhere said, this isn't working for me. I agreed that it wasn't working for me either, and we soon resumed our conversation as we finished our sandwiches. Back at our cars, it was a bit sad as we hugged in parting, but a persistent weight had been lifted. We remained best friends for a few years after that, and my breakups since then have fallen into the more normal range of neutral to crushing. <laughs> neutral to crushing. I love that. <laughs> this is this is the breakup I thought I had until very recently. Oh. Helen just dabbed. <laughs> it's important context <laughs> not the weed dabbing the the dance dabbing yeah yep. um yeah so i was gonna read the next one and then should we skip the others just yeah. to get to the questions yeah. for like time yep um okay so this next one is is super short i just wanted to read it because it says i was broken up with on valentine's day after i paid for dinner um my first ever breakup i was 15 years old and i was broken up with on valentine's day and I cried a lot. And my mom was like, did you get broken up with? Because like, I haven't, you, you're crying a lot. And I was like, yes. Oh, I, I, oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, but with the friends of actually one of my like best friends growing up, her birthday was Valentine's day. And so she was having like a slumber party that night that I went to. And then my friends pulled me back together. Oh, that's really nice. Amazing. I, I haven't broken up on Valentine's Day, but I have definitely almost broken up on Valentine's Day before. I feel like it's a very stressful day. It's just like a lot of expectations that go into it. My first ever breakup was on April 1st. I was in seventh grade and I am going to dox the person who broke up with me. Gus. We're still it, very Gus. good friends. <laughs> However, how dare Gus you, Gus? Broke up with me on April 1st seventh grade and I remember the day because immediately after he broke up with me I IM'd my friend Evie on the AIM and I said Gus just broke up with me this is not an April Fool's joke <gasps> <laughs> the dramatic it does seem Drama. like just, just wait until the next day you know like oh my god I know I was 12 I was Aww. it's okay it was one of those things where we were like we you're a boy and I'm a girl and we get along really well so I guess we should date now um there was no chemistry whatsoever mm. however as I mentioned still friends and when I hang out with him and his girlfriend I occasionally am like oh Olivia is this weird for you because of our history <laughs> which I'm sure she loves <laughs> I mean I still consider Gus an ex <laughs> Um, because our relationship was very serious. We did go on a date to a Charlotte Bobcats game with his dad and sister. Oh. Um, so it was official. So it was serious. It was serious. It was a serious relationship. 
So you've basically been married twice, if you think about Uh, it. Yeah, that is one way to think about it. Common (laughs) law marriage to Gus. (laughs) Anyway, we can move on. (laughs) So yeah, thank you for sharing all the breakup stories. And then I thought we could move on to answer some breakup-related questions that people sent in. Would love to hear your thoughts on the strange feeling that occurs when your ex finds a new partner. Dealing with that now, and although I don't feel love for that person anymore, I feel a bit sad slash like a phase of my life has definitely passed. Mm. Yeah, this is so real. Mm -hmm. Um, I bet the Germans have a word for this feeling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it's really normal to have feelings about this. And I guess I don't really have advice other than to say it seems really normal. Um, And Mm. I think it's something, though, at least for me, that people have tried to make into maybe a bigger deal than it was Mm -hmm. like and I just think it's just a very normal thing yeah just as like a brief thing to add to this like this seems to me just to like reframe it a little bit so it doesn't feel as like relationshipy when my mom got remarried to my stepdad who's like really wonderful um I I was like a sophomore in college as I've mentioned on this episode and in other episodes like I don't have a relationship with my dad he's abusive like not a good guy I would never want my mother to be with him like she should have divorced him when I was a child or never married him but then I wouldn't be here so you know but like when my mom got remarried at the wedding there was a point I think it was their first dance where it was like okay it just hit me that like that version of my family that I had when I was young was just never coming back. And I like left and went and sobbed in the bathroom. And like, that doesn't mean that I wanted my parents to get back together. Just like, it doesn't mean that like you want to get back together with your ex. It's just that there's a, you know, a grieving period for a phase of your life that's over. And I don't know, I would just encourage you to see it more that way than to like, you know, think about it as having any other super great significance. Yeah, it's it's amazing that you brought that up because I feel the same about like my mom dating after my mm-hmm. stepdad passed yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, it's still like a loss of like as Kellen's like the loss of like that phase of your life, even mm-hmm. if you don't want to go back there, mm-hmm. it still can just be sad that it's that it's over. And there is like a finality that like, okay, my ex has actually moved on. Yeah. Um, Cause I think it's also normal to have this, like, even if you don't want to get back together, there's just like this thought in your head of like, maybe we would, even mm-hmm. if you're like, also, I don't want to. And so it's just <laughs> kind of like put, I don't know, it's just another way that it feels like over and yeah, it can be really sad. I want to read. Also, it's just rude. Like I should be able to move on quickly, but other people sh- that I've dated should not be able to. It's just they should be in love with me forever. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. They should harbor those feelings forever, and I should move on immediately. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Um. So yeah, this next one I'm gonna read. Um. Says okay. So I have a kind of long slash complicated one. I spent the last week hyper fixating on how to break up with my long term boyfriend before realizing that I simply cannot do it right now. We're in a two-year lease, have a dog. Both are in demanding grad school programs. The timing absolutely sucks. Also, things are not necessarily with asterisks bad between us. I just know that I'm not as into him as he is into me. It wasn't an issue until I realized I have the most insane crush on one of my friends and started acting the way I used to when I would date people. Going crazy over text slash just being very needy in a way that I never am in my relationship. 
I like my boyfriend because I never feel like he drives me crazy the way that people I'm super sexually attracted to do. The whole situation makes me feel not great about myself. I don't like the way I'm being towards my boyfriend or my friend. Is this the kind of thing where I should break up or try to work on myself to have a healthier relationship dynamic? And then they said, sorry for the most long message ever. This truly was not nearly the longest message we got. I would like to tell you. Um, (laughs) And also I I appreciate that. I think this is a really good question. Mm -hmm. And like is a common situation because it reminds me of like, um, you know, especially people who are poly will refer to like new relationship energy, which is that kind Mm -hmm. of like excitement that comes with like a new person you're seeing. And you don't necessarily obviously have to be poly, but I've heard friends who are poly describe it. Cause it's like, you know, you're like primary partner. If you have like a long-term primary partner might not have that same like energy as like someone you just start seeing. And so it can mm-hmm. sometimes be confusing of like, do I actually like this person more? Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe is true. And like, maybe you want to end your relationship and that's also okay. Or maybe this other thing, like this friend just feels like exciting because it's like new and fresh and you're like excited to get those texts. I guess I also feel like it's hard because sometimes if a relationship isn't working, that's part of why you might feel attracted Mm, to someone else in a particularly intense way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily know if you can separate the two. Like it definitely feels like that, like that itself could also be a sign that your current relationship is not working. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like this person is in a monogamous relationship. And I think in a monogamous relationship, like crushes are normal, but having super intense feelings about somebody can also often be a warning sign. And it is probably worth thinking about what it is. What is it about this person that excites me so much that my current partner doesn't have? And like, why is this exciting? And like, is this an energy that I need in my life? Um, and thinking through those things as well. The thing about your question that popped out to me was not so much the crush energy, but the breakup side of it, I guess, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I think there can be an instinct to not break up because of logistical reasons, because they do obviously add a big layer of complication to things. Um, But I personally think that if you know in your heart that this is not something that is working Mm -hmm. that breaking up will feel best in the long run because it seems like there's clearly an unease you're having staying in their relationship as well and like I totally get how anxiety inducing breaking up with someone is um but I guess for me, what I'm hearing is that you do know that this is something that will yeah. happen. And I think prolonging the inevitable with that, while seeming like an okay idea at the time, like often ends up being worse. And you can break a lease or find new people to take over your lease. Like people do custody agreements with dogs. Like there are this, people have been in this situation before and have gone through the breakup and made it work. And like, I totally understand how it seems insurmountable as somebody who was in, you know, a similar situation with cats and Elise, like it was really hard, but we made the breakup work because once it feels like a relationship is untenable, like it's really, really hard to stay in it. And that feeling gets more and more crushing every day. 
Yeah, especially because the beginning too said that the person was like hyper fixated on like mm-hmm. wanting to end the relationship. And so, I mean, that's just taking up like so much mental capacity too. Yeah, I don't know. I think the logistic things, it's also kind of easy to focus on the logistics when like you're not sure if you're ready to end the relationship or not. Yeah. Like to a lesser degree, I've definitely done this where I've been like, well, like if we break up now, like, okay, some of my things are at their apartment. I'm going to get those back. I should wait because like, I don't want to have to like go get my clothes back. Like you just like kind of find these things. And like, yes, Elise and a dog are like bigger than like needing to get your stuff back. But as Kellen said, like, those are things that you can figure out if that Mm -hmm. is what you want to do. Yeah. Also, I mean, living in New York, I know so many couples that have broken up and continued living together just out of necessity. And it's like, it's not ideal, but that that is like an option I was like just say, I wouldn't too. recommend that <laughs> I wouldn't I'm recommend like, it but I'm not recommending but it but it I, I do yeah. think like if you would be happier not dating this person mm-hmm. I think that will still be true even if you have to work around continuing to have them as a roommate for some mm-hmm. period of time yeah so the next question is thoughts on rebounds that turn into relationships Okay, so here are my thoughts. Like, I know that this is considered bad or whatever, but I honestly, like, really recommend rebounds <laughs> turning into relationships. Um, I think, like, I, okay, I should, like, caveat this with, like, I am someone who tends to err more on the side of, like, not seeking out, like, dating and connections, and it's, like, I usually have to force myself to do that, but I think if you're the type of person who kind of needs to start dating or at least having sex again to like fully Mm. move on, um, which I think is very common and normal, then I feel like sooner or later you'll be in a situation where someone that like maybe you thought was a one night stand is actually someone you want to see again or someone you're hooking up with becomes someone that you might want to date. I think just like our needs and wants evolve and the way we feel about people changes as we get to know them better. of course, communication is important. Like, you know, if they're looking for a serious relationship and you're at a point where you want to be like more casually dating, then that's probably not going to work out. And I think it's important to be honest about like where you're at at any given Mm -hmm. moment. Um, But I also think it's okay for that to change and to communicate that. And like, if it's something that it feels like everyone involved is happy about, then I really don't see a problem with it. Um, I guess partly like I am someone who gets crushes a lot um, and I would say like most of my hookups and dates and whatever have been at least in some part because I've been like okay I need to get over this person who like does not know I exist and go (laughs) hang out with some people who actually want to be with me Mm -hmm. Um, and overall like I think that that part of it is a good impulse like as long as you're in the headspace to be kind and honest with the people that you're seeing it's good to move away from people who don't want to be with you and towards people who value you um and I think this doesn't always have to involve sex like we talked a little bit before about like building closer bonds with friends and spending more time alone taking care of yourself um but I also think part of it might be like dating and having sex with people um Mm -hmm. so overall I don't think rebounds are a bad thing I also just really don't like that they're called rebounds um partly because I just feel like it's just like life and it's like why do we need a specific word for it also it's like about sports which I'm just like why sports metaphors (laughs) and dating yeah (laughs) anti-sports analogy um but I don't know I'm just like maybe you just want to you both just want to hang out and have sex. And like, I don't know why we would pathologize that or give that a specific <laughs> bad word. 
just to add to this, I think it's important as a general rule to recognize when we're in like emotionally vulnerable places and to really think about the actions we take under those circumstances. And I think this is where it's important with those so-called rebounds, as Jules said, like, should we use that word to really be careful? And as they suggested, it can be really helpful to, you know, get under someone else in order to get over someone. <laughs> um, although, <laughs> as Dua Lipa yeah. once said, <laughs> an icon. Um, but yeah, you know, as one of our listeners mentioned with the monastery, it, some people, you know, getting over a breakup is better done with introspection and dating yourself. And, you know, it's up to you what feels good to you. But like, on the subject of, you know, air quotes, rebounds, I think the most important thing is just to make sure that you're not like putting up with behavior or treatment that you otherwise wouldn't just because you feel like you need to get some or to like be in a relationship or partnership of some kind. And like that just requires introspection and honesty with yourself about the person or people you're, you know, rebounding with. Um, and obviously, as we said, like, it's just important to be honest with the other person too, about where you're at emotionally. Although obviously it can be hard because sometimes after a breakup, you don't actually know where you are emotionally, but yeah, like I agree. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with a rebound. This is a pro rebound podcast. Pro rebound podcast. <laughs> pro slut podcast, pro rebound podcast. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I will read our last question here for your consideration an anonymous question. How do you process a breakup with someone you weren't even technically dating? I'm talking about what some would call a quote, emotional affair with a married person. It was secret and not even explicitly verified by the person involved. After other breakups, you get flowers from your friends and sympathy slash empathy from pretty much everyone. For something like this, there's no one you can really tell. And those who do, who you do tell are like, you shouldn't have been messing with them anyway, but the grief and loss is still real and still there. Also, did he stop communicating with me because I have a copy of The End of Policing by Alex Vitale or because his wife laid down an ultimatum? The world will never know, LMAO. Well, you, my friend, have a good sense of humor and that will get you far through. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love this question and I I just wanted to include it because I feel like we've talked a lot about this stuff already, but I was like, I love this energy that you're bringing right now. Obsessed with it. And I do feel like this is related to what Jules talked about with like the situationship breakups, but it's also made extra hard when it's like top secret. So you can't really talk to anyone about it. And I just want to say like, boo to the people who are like, you shouldn't have been doing that. Like as a response to your hurt, because like, go ahead. Yeah. So I, that's just like a terrible response. I hate that so Me much. Too. Like talk yeah. to other friends in that case. That's <laughs> so rude. Shoulds are like shoulds as a concept are just super unhelpful. Generally speaking, when you're like giving people advice or, or talking to your friends, but they're especially unhelpful when a friend is grieving. So like, yeah. don't listen to those people. Like also he's the one who's married. So like that's on him. Yeah, I also hate shoulds because it's like, okay, maybe I should have, but that's already not what I did. So. Right. <laughs> right. Here we are now. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that brings us to our last segment for today on breakups, which is some advice um, that y'all sent in and some advice from us. Yeah, so uh, someone sent in going no contact, at least for a while. Um, and I added or going no contact forever and never looking back, depending on the situation. (laughs) Um, honestly, at this point, I have blocked a lot of people I have dated 
and they all deserve mm. it. Um, but <laughs> yes, if this is like a healthy, non-toxic situation, taking a minute to figure out how you feel without this person in your life can be really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, I don't think this is like a hard and fast rule for every breakup, but I think it can be really healthy. It's definitely context dependent and like dependent on how you feel as well. Like I've had breakups where I've been like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, or I want some space or the other person's just been like, peace. Um, but I do think it's possible to transition out of a relationship, like as what Paltrow would say to, you know, consciously uncouple without getting, you know, like without cutting contact off completely, if that's not something you want to do. But if you are going to go the road of staying in contact, you definitely have to be able to have clear and honest communication about feelings and boundaries, because otherwise that shit is absolutely not going to work. So like, think very carefully if like contact is something you can handle before you're like, no, let's keep hanging out. Let's keep talking. Otherwise, no contact for a while is probably the move. Yeah, for sure. Um, someone also sent in the suggestion crying as much as you need to, which sure. I would like to endorse. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> as the cancer on the pod. But I also <laughs> I oh I cried as much as I needed to. Let me mm-hmm. let me tell you. For sure. I literally texted my friend who's a Pisces and I was like, is this what being a Pisces is like? I can't stop crying. And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I feel that. Um I my advice is to try to find a routine for yourself that feels nourishing. Um, I started going on daily walks, um, and now those walks are crucial for me. Uh, it's it's a thing. Just thinking of something to that you can do simply for yourself, like just for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just generally going to advise being in therapy because I feel like <laughs> therapists have really good advice when you're going through something like this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I wanted to add to that. Um, the night of my breakup, I ordered the like CBT anti-anxiety journal, which um, knowing our demographic, you probably all are also getting the targeted ads that I was getting <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok and Instagram. But so I ordered it and um, I've been really enjoying it. It was like written by therapists. It has like quotes from therapists and um, like information about anxiety. And it kind of walks you through, like, there's like prompts to like, write about things that are making you anxious. Mm. And I am not great at journaling unprompted. So for me, it's been really helpful to like have that. Yeah. So would recommend that also a different kind of therapy, retail therapy, not financially <laughs> responsible. It feels good, Hell especially yeah. like the online retail therapy. Cause then it kind of comes in like like it just comes whenever. So it's like little micro doses of serotonin. That's been great. I spent too much money. <laughs> and lastly, if you don't already have one, you should get yourself a familiar if you're able to. My cat has been so vital to my recovery and I think I'm going to get another one soon. Um, I told ah. myself that if I went through a breakup, I was going to get another pet. And so now I like have to legally, um, <laughs> but like coming every time I come home, she like greets me at the door and like purrs and just like coming home. And she's so excited to see me. It just like feels good. I pick her up. I oh. cry and tell her how much I love her all the time. Um, yeah. Having just a perfect little creature in your home is wonderful. Love that. I love that. Very Definitely true. endorse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is a pro cat having podcast, unless you're allergic, but there's other familiars that you can have. Yeah. I love that you said that because I'm obviously the only one that doesn't. <laughs> I know, but it's not your it's fault not that you're fault. allergic. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's our episode. <laughs> All of the content from the listeners that we 
put in today was from, well, some was from our discord, which you can be on if you sign up for patreon.com slash season of the bitch. And then you can join our discord. We also got uh, write-ins on Instagram and Twitter, which you can follow at season of the B. We didn't get email submissions, but you can email us at season of the B at gmail.com. Uh, also maybe we will do another like breakup episode. So if you have breakup stories or anything based on this, you can send it to us on any of the aforementioned, you can rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Someday I'm going to find out what the word is for liking us on Spotify, but that day (laughs) is not today, but you can follow us on Spotify. And yeah, I think that is everything. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Season of the bitch.